Good morning, Texas. Welcome to Justice for All, the Wyatt Wright Show. I'm Wyatt Wright, and this show's about your rights and the laws that govern us. Rights you've heard of and care about and would certainly miss if they were gone. I've spent half a lifetime watching government go from trying to do what's right and failing to trying to do what's wrong and succeeding. Every year, more and more personal rights are erased from the books while Americans stand idly by. And it's not because we don't care. Of course we care. But our lives are busy enough trying to feed our families and raise our kids. While we're busying ourselves with life, the metaphorical water temperature is rising all around us, like that frog that gets boiled without ever knowing it. And it's on this show, ladies and gentlemen, that we discuss legal issues that affect you and me, the people of Texas. We'll take a hard look at the laws that affect your freedom, your ability to access the courts, to vote, to speak freely, or in short, to live the American dream. Stick around. Today we'll be reaching out to Corpus Christi, Texas, to visit with attorney John Sanger. He's an attorney who regularly represents people in dangerous drug cases. Well, let's dive right in and get wet. Hang on to your seats, Texas. Hang on to your seats. The Texas Supreme Court is back in business, and this time they put another hole in our boat. People's rights are sinking fast. We're going to launch off of something we started talking about last week, continue with it today. We're talking about the June 7th, 2012 opinion that the big business Texas Supreme Court, in that case they threw out the case of a woman who was tragically injured by a dangerous drug. And in doing so, the Supreme Court ignored the trial court judge. They ignored the jury members. They ignored the Court of Appeals and instead handed a bailout to its buddies, big pharmaceutical companies. Now, modern medicine is wonderful. We live in a world, and, and it is marvelous. It truly is marvelous. We live in this world where so much is possible with the use of effective medicines. But clouded by greed, many drug companies have abandoned their promise to do no harm. That, that promise that is made between drug companies and consumers and patients to do the right thing, and instead... Oftentimes they peddle drugs that their top executives would never allow their own family members to take. This is business-driven, to be sure. It's driven by dollars, to be sure. Now, how do drug companies find themselves in these situations? I mean, do they set out to make dangerous drugs? Surely not. Surely not, but after spending years and millions of dollars creating a new drug, some companies refuse to accept the news if the testing goes poorly. While many drug companies act honorably, and I'm glad they do, they eat the loss, but others are not so ethical. In fact, some companies have been known to deliberately falsify testing reports to the FDA just to get their drugs approved. So what I'm saying is that we can't be naive and bury our heads in the sand. We have to ask questions. We have to ask questions because while there are good, honorable drugs and good, honorable drug companies, we cannot take that for granted merely because we see them on TV or merely because they're prescribed for the, for us. Now, come on, Wyatt, you might say. You might just take me to task and say, come on, Wyatt. 
Drug companies are responsible for so much good, and I agree. But these companies are run by human beings and naturally make choices that are best for them. Drugs are so prevalent in our society, ladies and gentlemen, that outright massive oversight is needed. It's needed in order to prevent abuses of the trust. But, Wyatt, we have the FDA. Well, you mean the same FDA that is underfunded, and has been stripped of much of his regulatory power by its friends of big business in Congress? Do you mean the same FDA that conducts no independent research of its own? Do you mean the same FDA that one Harvard uh, professor who is uh, also a, a medical doctor, I believe, yeah, he was a medical doctor too, reported has little or no ability to limit the use of new drugs while their safety is being assessed? or to require safety studies to address questions that arise after a drug is marketed? Do you, do you mean the same FDA that conservatives in Washington are calling on to have its doors closed so that the free market can regulate drug sales? Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, that's one of the things that's being called for, is to close the doors of the FDA. Yeah, that's right. Let's let the free market decide. Once dangerous drugs kill all the people, there won't be anyone left to buy the drugs. Problem solved. No, that's not the answer. But don't forget, Wyatt, don't forget, we have laws that make it a crime to lie to the FDA. In fact, jail is possible. Well, that's surely an incentive uh, to act honorably. I'm, I'm sure that it is. Except, except, have you ever seen a corporation get arrested and put in jail? Where do you put the handcuffs? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Justice for All, the Wyatt Wright Show. On this show, we point out and discuss the ever-increasing disappearance of our American rights. But, Wyatt, drug companies that lie to the FDA can be fined. They can be fined millions of dollars. Surely that is incentive enough to keep them honest. Except... If a company stands to gain $20 billion, with a B, dollars in sales from a drug, then it isn't very worried about a $500 million fine, which until recently was one of the largest ever in American history. But in this case, that's only if they get caught. And even if they do get caught, it is still a money-making game. It is a cost of doing business. It is akin to a sales tax for the privilege of doing the work. So without effective laws or regulations, how does the system keep drug companies acting honestly? The answer, ladies and gentlemen, is the American tort law system. For example, if a drug company fails to give proper warnings about the known risks of a drug, the known risks, understand I'm saying, the known risks, not things that they didn't know, but things that they knew and didn't warn about it, then our laws allowed the injured person to file a suit against the drug company. If a judge agreed and a jury of 12 people agreed that the drug company acted improperly, even when it knew it shouldn't have, then the drug company had to pay for the damage it caused. Notice I'm using the past tense, because this was only true until June 7th of this year, 2012. In, on June 7th, in Texas, 
the Supreme Court handed down its case in Centicor versus Hamilton. And now drug companies have absolute immunity from lawsuits which claim that their drugs injured somebody so long as the known risks are included in a uh, what amounts to a fine print pamphlet that gets sent to doctors. The Supreme Court wants to put all the blame on doctors and force them to do more work than they already do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Justice for All, The Wyatt Wright Show. We're pointing out and discussing the ever-increasing disappearance of our American rights. And we're making some headway because we're talking about the Supreme Court shifting responsibility away from drug manufacturers who knowingly manufacture dangerous drugs. So in order to give doctors more work, the Supreme Court relied upon what is known as the learned intermediary doctrine. This doctrine simply says that if a person with specialized knowledge, like the doctor, has the opportunity to stop you from using the drug, then that person, and in this case, the doctor, is the one responsible. The court assumes that your doctor will give you the information you need about the drug's dangers, even though it wasn't the doctor who made the drug. But the world has changed, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to bring our guest on in a moment to help us with this. But the world has changed. And now it is common for drug companies to put ads on TV. And you turn on your TV on any given night, right there on television, and it shows a person dancing in a field after taking a drug. And it always ends with the announcer saying, ask your doctor if this drug is right for you. So in essence... Excuse me, in essence, the drug companies are starting to take doctors out of the loop. Now it is the patients themselves who go to doctors saying, I want drug X. The patient is adamant because the ad said it was great. And after all, ladies and gentlemen, I pointed this out last week too, and after all, people are dancing in a field. Who wouldn't want to do that? I want to dance in a field. The doctor's information is limited to the same information that the patient got. It gives no further warnings to the patient. What if that patient dies? The Texas Supreme Court says, go sue your doctor. That doesn't make sense. That's ridiculous. And furthermore, to put a a period to the end of this, this line of thinking, doctors in Texas already enjoy a damage cap. And laws basically give them strong immunity also. Not really, but but uh, akin to that. So the patient loses again. Are you surprised? Well, if you've listened to this show before, you won't be, because as long as the current Texas Supreme Court is in power, you shouldn't be. Look, ladies and gentlemen, it's really very simple. Accountability is the key to a modern and functional civil form of government. Without the police to enforce it, I've said this before, without the police to enforce it, a speed limit on the highways means nothing. And without a judicial remedy for harming innocent people with dangerous drugs, and I want to put in that codicil, drugs that they knew were dangerous, then the hollow promises of drug companies aren't worth the paper that they're written on. Just a reminder, you're listening to Justice for All, the Wyatt Wright Show. We're talking about the disappearance of our American rights. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're lucky. We're lucky because we have a guest, and the guest with us is a gentleman by the name of John Sanger. John is a trial and appellate lawyer based in Corpus Christi, Texas. 
where he focuses on dangerous product uh, litigation. Mr. Sanger studied law at the University of Texas, as well as the University of London. He's board certified in civil appellate law uh, and serves on a committee of the State Bar of Texas. Mr. Sanger holds the highest possible peer review rating and is the author of dozens of legal presentations seen nationwide. He's unquestionably an expert in the field of dangerous drugs and product law, And while I'm certain that he's being missed elsewhere right now, we're fortunate enough to have him on the show with us instead. John, reaching out to you, thank you for being uh, with us today on The Wyatt Wright Show. Thank you for having me, Wyatt. Yeah, uh, you know, and I want to get into the finer points of this topic, uh, but first let me read you a statement from the Consumer Advocacy Group, Texas Watch. And this followed the ruling, and here's the quote. Quote, This decision is being hailed by special interest outfits across the country who are backed by the drug industry and whose agenda is to eliminate legal accountability for their corporate backers. This decision is a giant leap that will result in worse care, less informed patients, and less legal accountability when patients are inevitably harmed, end quote. John, the reason I read that is because that's some powerful language. Uh, as a legal expert in this field, is this accurate or is this puffery? You know what? If anything, it understates the amount of judicial activism at the heart of this opinion. Oh, my goodness. I mean, let me tell you what they did. And this is, uh, this is something that makes Texas unique among the 50 states. All right. There's a cause of action in Texas that everybody enjoys for fraud. That's to say, I can't lie to you and cheat you out of something and then not bear personal responsibility for the harms that I caused as a result of cheating you by lying. That's fraud. Then there's something else that's called a failure to warn. (laughs) A failure to warn is a different cause of action from fraud. It's just basically you have to give um, good instructions when you uh, sell a product so as to tell somebody how to avoid the dangers associated with that product. Okay. Um, Well, what the Texas Supreme Court did as a special favor to the pharmaceutical industry is it said, apart from every other industry out there, that Texans don't have a right to sue a pharmaceutical company for fraud. unless That's true. Unless they also prove a failure to warn case as part of the fraud case. Oh, my goodness. And here's why that's such a bad idea policy-wise. You know, everybody's heard about the snake oil salesman, right? Sure, sure. Well, here's the thing. The snake oil salesman, he comes and he lies to you. And he sells you something, and he takes your money, Mm -hmm. and he gives you hope. Mm -hmm. But it's all false hope because he's selling you snake oil, and uh, it's really not going to take care of what's making you sick. Uh Well, that might not be a failure to warn case. Because he might not. He might not tell you the wrong way to use the product. Okay. And one element that's important about a failure to warn case is you have to show that without the proper warning, the, uh, the drug that you were sold or the product that you were sold, if it's not in a drug context, was unreasonably dangerous. Mm-hmm. And here's where it comes to that snake oil analogy is if somebody's selling you sugar pills or I sell you M&Ms and I tell you that they're going to 
Um, they're going to give you the robust hair that you had on top of your head when you were a 14-year-old. Right. Um, now, that's not dangerous. Nobody's saying that M&Ms are unreasonably dangerous or Tic Tacs are unreasonably dangerous. But, of course, if I paid you $100 a pill for what, was, what turned out to be an M&M or a Tic Tac, I would have been the victim of fraud. You got it. But I would not have been the victim of a failure to warn case because nobody's trying to say sure. that M&Ms are dangerous. Sure. Well, here's what happens. You have a drug that in Europe, and I'm talking about the drug Remicade that's marketed by the company Centacor, okay. which is a subdivision of Johnson & Johnson. And this is, and by the way, in this case, you, you were an attorney on this very case, were you not? That's true. So, that's so true. you're in the middle. You're giving us some firsthand information. Go ahead. Absolutely. I was at the trial and on appeal. I represented the Hamilton family mm-hmm. um, along with my partners. Okay. Um, here's what's interesting is we have this drug that is marketed over overseas and says, this is a drug of last resort. You shouldn't use this drug unless you've tried other remedies and they did not work. That sounds you. scary. Exactly. That, that is scary, and that's funny you choose that word. Well, here in America, they had a different approach. What they did is, and we have the marketing documents which prove this, um, they sat down and said, we've got a drug that's more expensive than our competitor's drug. It's got more side effects than our competitor's drug. It is less convenient than our competitor's drug. And how are we going to sell this drug? Mm-hmm. Well, let's sell it to the doctor's on grounds that they're going to get more money from Medicaid, oh, from the taxpayers. And so they go around the country with a, with a PowerPoint to sell drugs, to sell doctors on a drug, and every time they change the slide on the PowerPoint, it's programmed in, this, this sales program is programmed in to make a ka-ching sound like a cash register. I got you. So that's how they sell it in America. And even then, we have the internal emails from uh, the salespeople saying, you know, these drug warnings that you're putting in, they're scaring away the customers. Mm-hmm. Can you tone them down? Oh, that's marvelous. Um, and so what we do is we have these people selling this drug uh, without fair disclosure of the side effects. And when I say out without fair disclosure, I mean misrepresentation of the disclosure. Right. That's why this is a fraud case. Okay. At the same time, the physician's desk reference is saying, well, there's only three cases of, uh, of uh, lupus associated with taking Remicade. At the same time, we have their emails that say we're tracking 175 that cases of lupus. is amazing. That's a fraud. Yeah, is what you it bet is. it is. That's a fraud. Oh, my gosh. And the Texas Supreme Court has now said that as apart from used car salesmen, as apart from from mattress salesmen, as apart from uh, from people who solicit you on the telephone, mm-hmm. um, every kind of salesperson you could imagine, the one category of people who get a pass and they're and they are welcome, welcome to commit fraud on Texans 
is the pharmaceutical industry. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Justice for All, the Wyatt Wright Show, a show where we point out and discuss the ever-increasing disappearance of your American rights. Joining us on the phone right now is Attorney John Sanger. We're talking about immunity for big pharma. Now, John, we're, we're talking, and, and for years, the, the big pharmaceutical companies have, have they've wanted patients to become more involved in, in the decision to take a certain drug. I mean, I'm seeing their advertisements now on TV. Can you tell me how sincere should we really believe these companies are? I mean, if do they really want us to know the facts, or is this just another way to shuffle or reshuffle liability? Well, you know, here's an interesting thing. Um, this direct-to-consumer marketing, mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody uh, realizes this, but, I mean, of course, anybody who's watched any kind of a sporting event on TV knows that oh, you see that it. every exactly every third commercial is uh, is for some pharmaceutical that promises you a whole new and better life. Well, you know that's illegal everywhere else on the globe, but here. except for two places: uh, New Zealand and the United States of America. And New Zealand is in a hot rush to make it illegal. Yeah, and, by, and they should. You know, I'm watching these commercials, John, and, and yes, I, if you, if you put a gun to my head and said, did you hear somebody telling you all these scary things? Yeah, I heard them, but, but when you look at the context in which it's presented, there may be a guy in the background saying something horrible and dastardly like this. But in the meantime, I'm watching people dancing through fields and flying kites when they couldn't and all this. So they're sending this message to me that they're downplaying these risks and I want to go out and get this so that I get the benefits of the drug. Exactly. And it, 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 it skews it. It makes me think to myself, they're just putting that up there because they have to. It's really not dangerous. And, in fact, that's not always the case. No, it's not the case. And that's the thing that's, uh, that's remarkable. I mean, these pharmaceutical companies are using the American population as lab rats mm-hmm. in a very real way because what they're doing is they're marketing drugs, direct consumers, in a way that they don't do anywhere else on the planet, and they are marketing these drugs for uses that are not generally practiced anywhere else on the planet through this through this unique marketing system that yeah. they use only in America. Um, I tell you, it, it causes me to wonder what uh, what's it, who why does America want to protect its consumers less well? Uh, sure. than, than Mexico, uh, less insane. well, less well than, than France. Yeah, I mean, are we the, are, right, are we so much better? I mean, why in the world can't we get this right? You know, some of our listeners are, will undoubtedly ask me, and so let me, let me ask for them. If the FDA isn't foolproof, because we know they're not, we know that they don't have the tools to do this, we know that, that, that they're the subject of massive evisceration, but if the FDA isn't foolproof and drug companies are immune from, from suit in Texas, uh, they're undeterred, they're unsupervised, they may lie on TV, they may hide test results, Doctors have a liability shield, and our children end up dying because of corporate greed. Here's the question. Why is it a good idea? Please tell me. Why is it a good idea to be taking away civil justice remedies instead of strengthening them? Am I missing something? You know, you're not missing a thing. You're not missing a thing. I mean, if, it would be nice if we could rely on on multi-billion dollar drug companies to do the right thing, but we've seen this isn't always the case. So from a public policy standpoint, being on the ground in this case, Mr. Sanger, does the ruling in Centicor, forget your legalese for a minute, does, does this ruling make common sense? No. The truth is that this ruling 
puts Texans in a category unique among anybody else on the planet. Uh-huh. Because, first of all, Americans generally are unique among everybody else on the planet because Americans are the only ones uh, who are currently being subjected to these direct-to-consumer uh, marketing programs. Uh, but among those Americans, Texans are unique because these companies are allowed to lie to Texans, and unless you can prove that that lie makes the drug unreasonably dangerous, that is to say you could misrepresent the uh, the effect of the drug or the side effect, but as long as those lies don't go to make the drug unreasonably dangerous, right. we have no recourse in Texas. This so is, that makes us yeah. that makes us the spear point at the very tip of the spear point for consumer marketing fraud in the entire world. Yeah, it's just silly. And let me ask, can this be fixed in the legislature? I, I mean, what is it that, that honest <laughs> folks who, who want to see this thing fixed, what should they do? You know what? It can be fixed in the legislature, okay. but... Uh, but I, you know, I think it would take a real concerted effort on our parts. Everybody would have to call their legislature and it, legislators and explain their dissatisfaction with the fact that pharmaceutical companies can get away with fraud in Texas and nowhere else on the globe. Yeah. And that that's not right. No, and I think you're right. And by golly, they ought to be doing it. Uh, you know, we've had a good time. We've we've blown through this show. John, you've got 20 seconds left. Give us some closing thoughts about uh, about this case and, and what it's done to us. You know what? This case has put Texans at a disadvantage as to everybody else on the entire globe. And I think if you don't if you agree with me that that is wrong, you know, you got to remember there's some elections coming up sure. for those folks at the Texas Supreme Court. And you, that is how in America, in a democracy, we, as, we express our dissatisfaction with elected officials. We do it at the ballot box. Good. And we're going to do it. John Sanger from Corpus Christi, thank you for joining us on the Wyatt Wright Show today. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, John Sanger, ladies and gentlemen, is a trial and appellate lawyer in Corpus Christi, Texas. He's board certified in civil appellate law and is a regular speaker on legal topics which affect men and women all across Texas. So when drug companies lie about their drugs in Texas, the patients have to shoulder the burden. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what the Texas Supreme Court said in June of 2012. People are losing access to justice every week. Ladies and gentlemen, our laws are being pulled apart piece by piece by justices and lawmakers who have forgotten what it means to be a human being. These folks are beholden to the big corporations that support them and put them in office. And it's these rulings and laws that deliberately allow wrongdoers to escape liability that's such a stain on our country. And that's what we're talking about. We all need to be accountable for our actions. And that includes mega corporations. Our children deserve better. We're going to have to wrap up this show. But as you go through your week, remember that it was Justice Learned Hand who so famously said, if we are to keep our democracy, there must be one commandment, thou shalt shall not ration justice. Have a good day, everybody. Come visit us on the web, wyattwrightshow.com, or see us on Facebook or subscribe to our podcast on the iTunes Store. Come back next week for more Justice for All, The Wyatt Wright Show. <laughs>